Hello everyone and welcome on in to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman and I'm Sabria. And if you're wondering why I'm talking like this real spooky, it's because it's October and it's time <laughs> it's time to be spooky. It's the Sabria it's the season of the witch. It's Sabria season. This kicks off like what how much? Like four four months long of holidays. So I am gonna be happy from now until February 14th and then I'm gonna be sad during those dark cold months where there are no holidays yeah so. yikes well just March there's only have holiday oh yeah 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 April is your birthday so yeah. we're good yeah. well the end of I February too well, Black, February I is Black History Month I I is that okay Eric am I allowed to do that into the mic I know she's gonna start <laughs> being throwing shots at you this uh, I'm gonna so. just ask you is it okay yeah, we, we both sound really great according to these headphones. But um, yeah, Eric said I'm not allowed to laugh. <laughs> that's not what he said. He, he said, said, please don't cackle directly into your microphone, Sabria. And he said it so nicely. And then Sabria goes, well, get the mic out my face then. <laughs> that's, that's how it went down, if you're going to be honest. Um, how was you? <laughs> I was like, let's tell the truth. <laughs> how, how was your week? My week has been busy, 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 busy. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, when does it end? <laughs> but, yeah, it's been – I had a positive Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's just been constant doing stuff. It's nice. Well, my week has been – it's been, like, <laughs> cruising. You know, I put my I put my notice in because I'll be going – moving to another full-time job Um and it's bittersweet, obviously, because I do like my team. But it's also nice when you reach that point at a job when you are about to leave. So, like, I was a little late this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, like, about to text everybody. And I was, like, does it really matter? <laughs> like, Who fucking cares? Who fucking cares at this point? And I feel like my supervisor is just, like, girl, just finish the best you can. <laughs> like, don't. Please don't. You're fine. So I'm like, yes, I got a vacation coming. And then after my vacation, I got a few more days. Then I got a week off and I start my new job. So I'm excited. Things are going good. This week has been good. Um, all right, let's talk about our fave four. It's Halloween focus, as it will be for the rest of October. <laughs> and this week we're talking about four things, weird things that we were afraid about, like that petrified us as kids. Like four things that just just scared us you first okay so when i was a kid i was like definitely afraid of mascots um i went to (laughs) chuck e cheese one time to a birthday party and like the person was like younger than me their birthday party Mm -hmm. and everybody all the younger kids was like um like excited to see chucky and like i was under the table like crying (laughs) I was so freaked out and they kept on coming near me and I'm like, leave me the fuck alone. I was like under the table and I was like kicking at their ankles and I just wanted to be left the hell alone. But I'm obviously not scared of them anymore. And I'm like, oh, what if you start wilding out when you saw when I was in the door? I'm like, okay, not at this big age. That's just too much. But what helped me get over is I went to like the state fair and it was these people dressed up as pigs and 
they like were like nice to me and i was like okay and we're gonna revisit state fair and pigs because that was one of my fears when i was a kid oh yeah i remember that mm-hmm. um also statues I don't know how I got over that fear, but I used to be. Do you remember me being scared of statues, Iman? I kind of felt like I remember. I being was so out. scared of statues, even um, which was weird because like I loved museums. I still love museums, but as a kid, <laughs> my dad used to always take me to museums, and um, I it's this museum like University of Penn Museum of Archaeology, and I was obsessed with it because they had like this Egyptian um, like exhibit. Um, like ongoing exhibit well permanent exhibit um and I was like obsessed with it but I was scared because they had like this huge like sphinx and I would just be like like every time I went to a museum or something I would be like okay take deep breaths like and it's funny because I went to art school and you were surrounded yeah because um we had a lot of field trips to museums with statues obviously huge ones huge ones um and in high school I had to every Saturday I'm like all right I gotta mentally prepare myself this tall ass fucking statue of Julius Caesar (laughs) balls and ass out the statue was as big as the fucking building it was fucking huge and I had to like do my drawing classes near it so I would like mentally prepare myself like okay you know the big ass statue is going to be there and the fucking foot was like the fucking size of a fucking car. I was like, like a Honda Civic. Like yes, and I just was like, oh my gosh. So, but I guess being around so many statues and stuff, like I eventually got over my fear. But it was funny because like I forgot. I think it was my not my junior. It was like my sophomore year of college, and w- one of my friends knew that I didn't like statues like that. So it was like this. Um, you know, in New York, people are artists are always doing random like um, art pieces or statues or something like they just put it up in the park. So it was this huge head that was like an optical illusion type thing at Madison uh, Square Park. And I lived down the street from it. And my friend called me like, um, Sabri, I just want you to know that at the end of Madison Square <laughs> Park, it. there is a this big head statue. And I was like, oh, fuck, are you kidding me? Like, I literally walk past there all the time. So for, like, the whole, like, a few months that this statue was up, I would, like, never go to, like, the back of Madison Square Park. or I would just, like, avoid it completely. Um, But the weird thing is I would Google what the statue looked like, and I was just obsessed with, I was so scared of it that I was obsessed with looking at it. But I finally got over it, and, like, I'm good to go to museums, obviously. (laughs) That fear was really crazy. Um, also another thing, I had something else, but this is a legit fear. So I'm going to replace it with something else. Um, turning on the mirror while you're, I mean, turning on the light in the car while your parents is driving. Yes. Black parents make that that? thing, make you think you are going to get arrested for life. If what, you the, what were they told, though? That's my thing. Because it had to be a law at one point that cutting the light on in the car w- was illegal. Because why is it that every single black parent across the nation... Yeah. Because I recently saw a, a post on Twitter about it. Yeah. And I'm like, yo... Because like, even... I remember... the. This is a shame because I'm in my fucking adult life. When Iman did it, I was like fucking shook. Because I'm like, are you supposed... 
I'm like, Iman, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I cut the light on and like I was driving. And also, like I felt like, what is it? Does it mess with your vision somehow? Yeah. But my house is that you can drive in the daytime, but you can't drive in the dark <laughs> with lights on in a car. And I used to be so scared at <laughs> it. I'm like, like what? <laughs> I mean, I can get that. Like, cause me when I was a kid, let's face it, when I cut the light on, it's cause like a McDonald's French fry fell on the yep, floor. Yeah, that's <laughs> why I would do it. Bro. I was like trying to find it. I'm like, that bitch was hot too. Let me get that. <laughs> I'm always like, turn it off. That way you wanna you wanna get a ticket. You be like, what? <laughs> that shit used to put the fear of God in me. Also, another fear that this shit don't even fucking exist anymore. Fucking quicksand. Oh my God. Why in movies did they make it like you were gonna stumble upon quicksand so often? I thought that one day me and quicksand was gonna meet. You was gonna be on Gerard Avenue and then you was gonna start sinking. (laughs) That shit looks so fucking scary. And the kicker. Because what's on the bottom? One. Two, the fucking kicker is so if obviously, if you're not a psychopath, your initial your initial reaction is when you're sinking is to panic and try to get out. But that only makes the sand get quicker and you sink faster if you move around. So So it's like a lose-lose situation. And I always remember that. And that fucking, like, scared the living fucking bejesus out of me. Mind you, the movies I was watching was like fucking Indiana Jones. I was going to say, the the mummy. The the mummy. Like, (laughs) when the fuck am I? The Rugrats, they always were stumbling upon quicksand. Like, this shit was at every corner. When the fuck? First of all, me and Indiana Jones do not live the same life. No, George. Of the jungle and shit. Like, why did I think that I was gonna happen to stump? This nigga was a fucking archaeologist. Like, the same way with like Venus, like fly trips. I always thought I was gonna have oh, to that too. avoid getting eaten by, like, cause a little shop of heart. I'm like, yeah, I never but you know the life. funny thing is, what? This is crazy. Um, so we had Venus fly traps at the zoo when I worked at the zoo gift shop, and I used to always fuck with them because I wanted to see what they did. Did it bite you? Um, no, they didn't, but. Um, like you touch the roof of their, like the roof of their mouth. So I used to touch it and it go down, it go down real slow. But the thing is, once they go their the mouth of the Venus flytrap goes down, it takes like days for it to open back up. So, and that's kind of boring. The fucked up thing is, is usually they close their mouth when they get like water. And I was doing that. So I was basically killing the plant. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing it. Killing the plan for your own entertainment. Honestly, if y'all knew, if y'all fucking worked at the zoo gift shop, you would understand. Remember that? I remember totally one time you justified. were like really proud. You, I rearranged the earrings. I was like, okay, good for you. Because well, nobody wanted to do it. And they let me do it because I like untangling jewelry. What an uh, interesting kink. But, uh, <laughs> all right. Wait, is that four? Yeah, that was cool. All right. So, number one, something I was really scared of when I was a kid is my mom took me to some type of fair, and there were going to, there were pigs racing, right? <laughs> and for some reason, I saw the lever go up, and I saw the pigs running, and I thought that that was them running towards me. And I embarrassed my whole family. This kind of I, stuff that makes me be like, kids are so annoying. I, I remember that, <laughs> and my heart was, like, beating out of my chest because, like, the way I was positioned – it looked like them pigs were staring at me and running towards me. And I was, like, yelling and kicking. And keep in mind, like, I was tall for my age. So my mom's, like, trying to hold me. She's like, you were kicking me with these big-ass sneakers you had <laughs> I was, like, kicking. And I, I, I remember, like, my grandma was, like, fanning me because I was, like, so 
I had gotten so excited that I was like hysterical and I was so afraid of them pigs. I don't know what triggered in my mind, but that scared the shit out of me. It was that carnage guilt. And I never liked petting <laughs> zoos, none of that. I was always destined to be a vegan because I, like, my mom one time gave me some food, and next thing you know, this big ass llama, I dropped that shit. I was like, I don't want that thing eating out of my hand. Like, I, no. I just was talking about llamas today. That's something that I, I no. was gonna put that on my list. But I'm I still scared of them. Mamas, alpacas, and I don't want to think about them. And it was beady as eyes. But hello. Um, second, the Biggie Smalls uh, Driven documentary. Oh my gosh, Emi, we talked about this before. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say that every single time. Driven scared the fuck out of me, especially it was a scene of Biggie's face, and it was a song. It was like memories of high speed when the cops <laughs> crash. And like every time I closed my eyes, I would just hear that, and I would see Biggie's face, and I'm like, who killed him? And I felt like Biggie was going to haunt me until we all found out who killed him. It was so scary. I don't know why that No, I get it. So it was much. scary. Biggie Small scared me as a kid, and I just it took a while to get over it. <laughs> it was like, this night, we're sleeping with the TV on. Third, Ray Charles movie. Also Iman, scared me. I was going to put that, but I put cocaine, but that's like feasible. <laughs> Ray Charles movie scared the life out of me. When his brother died, um, that scared me. And when he was trying to come off them drugs. Oh my gosh. And just the idea of being going through withdrawal is scary. But going through withdrawal and being blind also seems scary to me because like I just felt like it's some a different type of solidarity. Yeah. Um, that it's just so scary. That movie was like, this girl will never try hard drugs in my Same. life. Same. Ever. That video, really, I mean, that movie really put the kibosh. Because I remember we bonded over that. Yeah. Because I'm like, that's, I watched that movie once, and that was enough for me. I don't need to see that movie again. I don't. Ray Charles had a rough life. I agree. And that movie it. was scary as fuck. Did Jamie Foxx win an Oscar for Yeah, that? he did. Good job. He that did. Shit was and he really had his eyes glued shut for that movie. That's and that's another thing that scared me because I'm listening maybe I'm not dedicated but I can pretend <laughs> I'm closing my eyes you're not gluing them shut um, fourth is something so weird so some stupid ignorant hood hood little hood rat bitch on my old block um, took me in my basement <laughs> and it was like I think like a mouse had passed away and it was like the skeletons like the remains and she told me this creepy ass story about rat bones and was like something something you know if rat bones are in your house that means they haunt you or blah 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 <laughs> me i don't know who kid. this girl is and why she was in my basement with me <laughs> and why my mom even allowed me to be alone with her <laughs> me but actually my mom wasn't there my aunt was and they said and my aunt just heard me screaming and they my my dad my mom everyone said that i was crying for about six hours they said I was crying for about six hours. And my mom, the real funny part is my mom said she thought she's going to take me to the crisis center. <laughs> you was a fucking, you was a, you, oh my gosh, you was I, a different type of kid. I, Donna, my aunt Donna said that at one point that I was just like, ah, 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 ah. you was a kid. I was like, please said, don't scare her. It was like, she's breathing funny. My mom was like, we got to take her to the crisis center. Like, well, I don't know. That little girl really terrorized me. My dad had to, like, it was all these adults coming over because I was acting so fucking crazy. But that's how I am now. Do not scare me. Yeah, please don't. scare don't. me because it mess with me. <laughs> like, that don't. That shit is so I annoying. can't calm down. I start getting sick. It's like, no. That's I got to poop. Like, don't scare me. <laughs> I'm like, give me a toilet and get me some privacy. I just can't. <sighs> okay. So, toast for us, sis. This week, we're toasting to at just living baby for yes. being her bad ass, fine ass self, but also for like 
making it up to Oprah status. Yes. Like, she was fucking in Oprah Magazine. Like, OprahMagazine.com. I'm like... Oprah fucking knows who you are. Um, and Oprah really surprises me with who she knows. But that's what I really like. What I really like about Oprah is how inclusive she is. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we're toasting for Just Loving Baby, not Oprah. But Just Loving <laughs> Baby, she's just so bomb. I love how sensitive she is. I love how, you know, her motivation and her inspir- her inspirational quotes are from things that she has gone through because mm-hmm. she has not had it easy. And it's just, oh, my God. It really resonates with me because a lot of times people be talking that inspirational shit. I'll be like, delete, delete, delete. Like, yeah. I can't really listen to it. But that was really good. Speaking of Oprah really quick, I watched um, A Wrinkle in Time for the first time. What, what channel was on there? It's on Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix? Okay. It's on Netflix. And, oh, my God. I never read the Wrinkle, A Wrinkle in Time when I was a kid. Somehow that... Just missed I me. never heard of it. A, a lot of people had to read up. that. Um, That's crazy. Knew it was a book, but just never, you know, got around to it. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you I was emotional as fuck watching that movie, I did not expect to cry. I'm gonna, yeah, I didn't think it was a tearjerker. But I didn't think I'm it was see. either. I went into it like, okay, I know it's about a magical land and stuff like that. But um, a lot of really, really cool. It was kind of like Frozen. Like, you uh, hear these, like, um, themes so, that I still gag you. over Frozen. Yo, we really slept on Frozen. We did, and we was fucking crying our ass. Oh up. my god! Because when, <laughs> when that bitch start take transforming, yes, and when and she like, fucking you know what? chose her sister over a man, when she said "fuck it," I'm I'm going to live in this ice castle and be my damn self. Get rid of these rags. I'm gonna be ice queen. That's when I was like, wow. But all right, yes, toast to just living baby. All right, so now it's tea time. Oh my god. Lindsay Lohan, she was doing such a great job of just partying overseas, adopting fake accents, but ultimately, she wasn't bothering anyone. She wasn't bothering anyone. So, Lindsay Lohan was off the radar for, like, a few a few years, at least. So, recently, she decides to go on live. I don't know where the fuck she was at in the world. <laughs> and pick with this... These the Syrian refugees were they truly Syrian refugees? I believe so. Okay, because all I know is that they were people who looked like they could have been, like they were Middle Eastern or something like that. And this happened a while ago, but last week, um, we kind of we kind of um recorded early, so we missed this news. Yeah, but so this has been out for some time. But yeah, so she's talking to these people, and it sounds like she's being nice at first, like she doesn't want them sleeping outside, and she's offering them a place to stay. But then she goes, "No, just the kids. You know, you shouldn't have your kids out here." And the real fucking kicker is she's pretending like she's speaking Arabic. Yeah, they were Syrian. Sorry, I looked it up. She was. They were definitely Syrian. Okay, but yeah, she's pretending like she's speaking Arabic, but she's just making noises. And spitting. She's like, that's what she was doing. <laughs> that's all she was doing. I'm like, <laughs> she sound like my aunt when she be speaking tongues in church. <laughs> like, I was just like. That's not what Arabic is. <laughs> Arabic is not just noises that you And I've never heard anybody that's Arabic sound like that. I've never heard it. It was that. so disrespectful. It was so. It was what? like a Saturday Night Live skit of like somebody pretending like. Oh, but uh, she literally just sound like herself. Like she just yeah. sound like. And she's like, hand. come with me. Come with me. Just like, don't fuck with Pakistan. <laughs> oh, fuck with no, she's like, don't fuck with Palestine. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yes, like, I don't know what type of dicks you're smoking, but you need to <laughs> get off the street. She definitely smoking dick. She's and smoking dick. That was so, then she like takes, she tries to take, first of all, you don't know what these people are doing. 
First of all, in that climate, I would not trust a white person with a camera. No. I don't even trust them now. And you lucky they didn't <laughs> kick you in the fucking chin as soon as you came to them while they was minding their own business. They were minding their own business. She comes to them, picking at them, trying to take their children. Till she get, then, they, then they walk away from mm-hmm. her. And then she says she accuses them of, of pu- tra- traffic, trafficking yeah. children, which looks like they were their own children. Nothing about this indicated that these children were in any type of distress. They were curled. It looked like they were curled up on their parents trying to get warm. And yeah. it was unfortunate they were homeless, but she was being exploitive instead of trying to help them mm-hmm. because she was trying to be the white savior uh. Uh, where we heard that one before. Or AKA every almost every white woman public figure out there yes. always trying to fucking save somebody on camera, but um yeah so they walk away from her. This bitch starts following them and starts pulling at yes. their kids. So the mom hit her with the two piece. Mom knocked that bitch flat on her ass, and then she was like, oh, 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 I am so I am in so shock. I am so scared. It's like, of course you're scared because isn't that pro? Isn't why aren't white women programmed to be scared when they get hit, even though they know exactly what the fuck they did to lead up to it? And then she was like, "I just want to help. Like my work is never done." I'm sorry that I can't be anyone else. I'm sorry you can't be anyone else either <laughs> because you need to change. <laughs> and you know what's funny? She was talking in a fake Arabic accent, but as soon as that ass got slapped, she started talking American again. <laughs> Start talking just like the same bitch she was. She was like, Hans Luck, I'm sorry that I can't be who I am. <laughs> I'm talking clear as shit. <laughs> That's like, am I the most wanted when they about to uh, rob uh, B Red? And he was like, hey, listen, guys. <laughs> she said, I'm sorry that I can't be anyone different. I'm really scared right now. I'm like, what happened to your fucking accent? Why don't you say what you just said in Arabic? Anyway, so yeah, Lindsay Lohan, please stop smoking dicks. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so speaking of smoking dicks and white women, some little crazy girl knocked on K. Michelle's door recently. For what? We don't know. <laughs> we We never will find out either. She knocked on Kay Michelle's door with a. She had a clipboard in her hand. Clearly wanted to sign she up. She probably was asking her if she registered to vote. Yeah, something like <laughs> that, or she Republican or whatever case. And so Kay Michelle kind of had this doorbell camera. It's called the like the ring eye ring or something like that. And you could see this little girl like knocking on the door. And then you see her go to walk away. But it wasn't enough to just walk away empty-handed. She like kind of hits the peace sign real quick. <laughs> Then she turns around and starts clapping her cheeks. (laughs) Starts twerking. And I think I have it here. Yeah, she started twerking. And then she like put, well, first she put up a peace sign. Then she turned around. (laughs) But she started twerking, but it was more like an ass clap. Like she literally was clapping her cheeks. Just fooling around. And K. Michelle goes, get your ass off my porch. Get the fuck off my porch, bitch. (laughs) The Southern... Grandma jumped out. Oh my god, that was so. I have. I that was probably my one of my favorite things on the internet of 2018. Get your ass off my porch. Get the fuck off my porch, bitch. Cause she really said porch. Get the fuck off my porch. But another thing that was funny about this is that when K Michelle yells, girlfriend takes off. Nani don't even have both feet on the cart before she pulls off, starts running. <laughs> Like on some Flintstone shit. Yeah, yeah. Start pedaling with her feet. 
<laughs> oh my god great moment um <laughs> great great work that was again k michelle's she does she's doing a lot for me um insecure season finale which is unfair that shit just came on i'm i loved getting on every sunday and just arguing I thought it on was, twitter like oh. i thought it was gonna be 12 episodes that's no they i feel like ballers is never not on same i feel like ballers doesn't have a season where it ends that shit is like the stories it's same. just on all the time like same was like game of, game of thrones is longer than insecure Game of Thrones is usually 12 or 11 episodes. Yeah, except for last season, season where they fucked us and did like eight episodes. Um, who yeah. asked? And they really, really gypped us. And the I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm really going to have to do a hard-ass rewatch because... that. And I felt like this season, we didn't get far enough. We didn't. We didn't get far enough. All we, like... I don't know. Like, I think we needed, like, two more episodes, at least. Yeah, because I need a hard-ass rewatch, because I've watched too many shows where I'm like, now I'm like, huh, what? So, you know, we found out that um, Nathan came back, mm -hmm. and Molly shut shut it down, because it was Issa's birthday, and Issa ain't want no drama for a birthday. Now, if it were Issa, was, if Issa was my best friend, and she had just got over Nathan, and Nathan showed up, I would have been like, I would have done the same thing Molly did. However, you're, you know, my best friend. And if somebody that you had just got over showed up, like part of me feels like I would have done the same thing, but part of me feels like you would have been like, um, you wouldn't have let it ruin your mood. Like you wouldn't have let it ruin your birthday. Yeah, no. Like same with me. Like if you if you told him to go away cuz it's my birthday, I wouldn't have been mad at you. But if you, if I saw the person, I'm like you can't ruin today. All right? I'll, yeah. I can talk, I can, I'm not even going to pay you any attention. Yeah. This is my fucking 30th birthday. Like, I don't know. But I do understand Molly. Yeah, because I was thinking that, too. I was like, hmm. Like, because I've seen people on Twitter, like, saying, like, who is Molly? And I'm like, hmm. I kind of would have did the same Because it's, thing. like, the 30th. Like, even if it was, like, your 27th birthday, I'd have been like, this is her birthday, but, like, who am I? But the 30th, And it's that like, you don't wrong. know what his attention, because, like, you are you coming back for me, really? Or are you doing this for you? And why do you choose to come back on my thirtieth birthday? Why did yeah. you think that that was a good time to reintroduce your whack ass self? Like why? Yeah. And like even though we saw later on that he pretty much was admitting that he was, um, I took it as he was admitting that he was maybe going through something like a depression. Yeah. Some people still didn't get that, and he didn't exactly say that. But you know, that that is understandable. But why bring that to me on my birthday? Exactly. You know. Also, I listened to Insecurity, the podcast to Insecure, and Fran at first, Fran is one of the hosts, Fran and Crystal. Fran first thought that um, maybe Nathan was um, a felon, mm -hmm. but now she thinks he might have been married. True. I don't think but he was married. I was thinking maybe he got a family, like something was going on with his family. Like and He was embarrassed this year. That or his wife, something was going on with his ex-wife and his kid. See, I didn't think it was anything going it's on. It's got to be something. It's, it's something else cut, for sure. But it's not cut. And I think dry. he's. I think he's depressed. I think that they're going to use it as option. a time to to examine mental health and the unfair effects of mental, like you know, depression. But I also um, 
I don't think that he has a wife because at the beginning he said he left Houston because it was nothing near. He never found that's the girl that was. Said. He said he never found the girl. That's that was, what he said. He said he never found the girl that was interested in the same things as him. And like, but that's what he. Said. Just because you said you ne- never found the girl that was interested you, I mean, in the same thing as him, don't, don't mean, mean you never found had a girl, wife, a yeah. girl that you, you know. I mean that's true, but. I, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, we haven't gone into that yet where you finding out you're being an other woman to a married man. And that is, that shit happens. Trust me. I know. <laughs> a bitch exactly. knows. Okay. But, um, so I'm like, I feel like he like, damn, I'm in this too deep. And like, you know, I got like a kid and a ex-wife. Let me go ex-wife shut this down. Before, yeah. yeah. I mean, Papa, that is so, it's possible. But I just, I, I can't, I just don't believe it's that you messy. You don't want I don't to really give a fuck about Nathan like that. I'm going to be honest with you. He's cute. <laughs> You know, I like the actor mm-hmm. that play him, but if he's gone, it doesn't bother me. Like, and another thing that was said on insecurity, <laughs> like, um, like we really thought Nathan was gone because when someone is ghosted, a lot of times you really never get closure. You just never know what happens. Yeah, and you that's just it. So, I would have thought that there's a. Ch- I really did think he was going to come back. We had to have a reason. It had to get a little bit messy, but I don't know. Then we move on to Molly, who is just like, she ends every season a bigger hot mess than she was before. Yeah. Last season, she ended it with Dro. Um, I don't even remember how she ended the first season, besides having that coming to Jesus moment that she was being a thought, not because out of freedom. But she was pent up against the bathroom when, uh, bathroom mirror. Wasn't that the end of it? They, I don't think they, so. And then they walked out in the dinner. No, no. Well, last season, I'm talking about the season one. Molly ended it with like being in shambles because she realized she might need therapy after judging some another person for getting it. Season two, she ended it where we thought she was gonna be dating Lil Rel, but then her clown ass was right back with Dro. Oh, yeah. And then this season, she ended it with um. Well, this season, I feel like she's trying to get it back together, mm-hmm. but she ended it being homophobic. Um, judging uh, Jared for saying that he had a uh, one experience, assuming yeah. that he was gay and was with his boyfriend, just to be fucking salty, <laughs> find out he was with his new fine ass girlfriend. Yep. Two, she she jumped the um. I really don't think what she did at the firm was that bad. If I'm gonna be completely honest with you, yeah, I didn't think it was that bad. Like, okay, um, now all the all the other black people are against her because she took the lead and got what she wanted, and I'm like, that's kind of like a double bind in women face especially especially black women it's yeah, like I if we sit there and follow your lead then that's a problem but if we step up he's mad because she went on and did the work without him because she didn't need her handheld and now they're all throwing shade at her yeah i didn't think it was that bad either because like when even when Issa was saying all that stuff like that i'm like i didn't i'm like was i asleep did i miss it because i didn't think it was that bad i didn't think it was that bad and like you it's it's not fair that you have to choose between being not liked and just taking the back seat yeah. Because if she wouldn't have stood up for herself, she would have been like them other bitches who was mad and weren't being considered. Yeah. And Torian, little blockhead ass, just would have had to get, get listen, we working together whether you like it or not. Yeah. Period. Um, And she, her and Asian Bay are reconciling. Oh so. my gosh, good. He is so damn fine with all that hair. They had to have him laid up on that chair with them inches. Yes, he is so damn mm, fine. He looked good. And I really like that after she expressed herself, he just kind of sat there on the phone like, I'm listening. Yeah. Like, you know, who like, knows? Gr- that's being grown, too. Yeah. Not being like, okay, whatever. Yeah, bitch, like, you you miss your opportunities. Ship a sell. Like, no, like, sometimes things start off rocky, especially the, when the first time you meet each other, you're on drugs. Like, you know, <laughs> things have to come full circle. Yeah. Um, I was back home jail. It's Lawrence says. 
I'm sorry. I was Team Lawrence. Now I want him off the show. Because Thank he is you. starting that because his dating choices and him dating a girl that I can tell Issa is going to become good friends with. Yeah. It it really did make my stomach hurt. Yeah, and also like I'm just tired. Like I was telling you, I'm tired of him dating girls that's like sorry that you see my edges <laughs> like, they're trying to be Issa but they're just not as clever they're not they're just they're corny never as fuck funny. they're never funny and they, they can never dress so I'm just like, I did like that one girl he was dating last season what was her name she wasn't black the non-black girl he was dating because she got out on tra- she left oh, his ass yeah. in traffic she was not the one Yeah. so I did like her because she stood up for herself but these new girls like I'm just not feeling it like, oh, it's just Why ugh, the fuck I'm did y'all bring him it, back? Ugh. Get him off the show again. No, Listen and I don't even it. want her him and Issa together. Like uh, it's just too much it's Same. a lot. I just uh let that man go. Let Daniel go, let Lawrence go. Time for new niggas. Thank All right. You. Um or women. Uh also Bobby Schmurda is expected to be released be released from prison in 2020 yes very possible about that hopefully the top of 2020 not like the end of not like december 29th of 2020 oh god and i hope that when he comes out he's able to still get his bag i hope when he come out he don't do no boozy shit yeah don't come out i know right little boosie came out homophobic and Killing turtles, and I'm just like send them, send them the fuck back. Exactly with them ugly ass sneakers he came out with. Oh Remember? my god, that shit was the ugliest shit I've ever seen in my. Oh fucking my gosh, life. it makes my shoulders itch. Like I can't believe that those colors were allowed. Oh, the only thing good about Lil Boozy is that freestyle his daughter um produced. Exactly. Oh, and that's another thing. That nigga don't stop making kids. Oh my god! The only good thing, he, another thing, good thing he did was like he made like an obstacle course or something for him in the backyard. <laughs> I saw that shit and I was like, damn! I wish I had that in my backyard. I'll be busy all day. <laughs> but yeah, like let's let Bobby get out with his head on straight and making some hot ass music. Like I don't think he was done. Like I really don't think he was done. I do not want him to come out and just be like corny as shit. Like no pressure or anything. To just make music because I know you I probably like just want sa- freedom, but his sa- like his sound is like still it's just still timeless. Yeah, it's so timeless. Like I just want I just want him to just be a wild ass nigga. Like come I, on out, icon. stay out of trouble. Stop yes. admitting shit on tracks. Like come on, you he really admitted everything he did, and we probably and we just thought it was a story. Nope, it was the I truth. Did. It was the truth. The feds need to stop fucking listening to rap. They probably. Like, you don't say. Yeah. Okay, so sunken place. Um, this week, um, <laughs> we got Conor McGregor who got his McGass beat this weekend <laughs> after talking shit, running his McMouth and everything else. Um, I can't stand this ginger man. Oh I'm my really- gosh, he's so like somebody needs to like. Okay, so you know how when before you get a dog neutered. And all the testosterone is like in their testicles, so they act like bad. That's how he acted. What you you fucking kid? All right, you fucking. I'll fucking kill you, man. All right, man. Fucking kill you. Let me get in there. I'll fucking kill you, man. It's like okay. The Leprechaun used to be a movie, but now this evil ass spirit is in this this boxer. It's, if you look at it, if the you fuck, can, man. What the fuck, car? If you compare Leprechaun to you and McGregor. Is no different. There's no true difference. The money obsessed with the coin. <laughs> okay, uh, mischievous. Mischievous. 
think he's funny, but, but he's, he's not. He Nobody's not. amused. Exactly. He's not tall. Nope. And lightweight champion. Yep, lightweight champion, and got a whole lot of like, <laughs> and like yeah. is obsessed with killing people. Leprechaun. <laughs> yeah, he literally told it. someone, "He me going to kill you." Exactly. <laughs> I think that was who that who that sound like. He to said, y'all. "Me going to kill you." I'm not saying it's right, and I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying the facts are there. The facts are there, and I'm not fooled any longer because not until this moment. Pull a gold coin out in front of that nigga. His teeth probably gonna start getting sharp. His nails gonna get sharp. A hat gonna appear on his head. His beard gonna grow longer. He gonna shrink. He be like, oh, you fucking on to me, yeah. <laughs> Crazy ass, evil ass. Anyway, um, he has a history of just being racist. <laughs> he yeah. just does. Um, he to- called Floyd Mayweather's uh, guards monkeys. He told Floyd Mayweather to dance, dance from a boy. He said something to this like Latino opponent of his. And recently, he was throwing shade um, to his opponent, Habib. Excuse me. I'm going to ruin his last name. Norma Gum. Medov, who is, um, I believe he is a Russian Muslim. He's a Russian uh, nationality, but his religion is Muslim. And he he pretty much talked about this man's religion the whole time that leading up to this fight. He even calls one of his uh one of the people on his teams the name of a terrorist and he called them a terrorist he kept trying to offer him drinks when he knew that he was muslim he apparently talked about this man's father he was he threw something at his bus and almost caused him to get into an accident like he this whole quote-unquote campaign has just been run off of trying to make a mockery out of this man and his religion and that should be off limits it should just be off limits so during the fight habib handed his mick ass to him like i am just it's funny and he drugged the fight out too because he probably could have won like a long time ago mm-hmm. but he just drugged the fight out to make him suffer for all the shit that he said but then if that wasn't enough habib jumped over the fence and said something to him in uh, and start fighting one of the people on his team because mm-hmm. witnesses have said and Habib have said that he called him a Muslim rat. Oh my God. All right. And Conor McGregor was calling him a rat the whole time. He was. So the fact that somebody called him a Muslim rat, a rat, and not for a pl- pl- plenty of witnesses were like, we heard him mm-hmm. say it. He hopped over the cage, which was not a short thing. It to was do. not that. First I'm, of all, upper his upper body strength. Is on a fucking beam. Excuse okay? me. That was about it. Was I would consider that like kind of jumping past uh like a two story house. Yeah, I w- I would literally say that. Yeah, he jumped over a fucking two story house. Do you know how bad you want to whip a nigga ass where you can jump over a fucking <laughs> fence to get him? That shit was fucking wild. So all hell broke loose. He started beating his ass. Yeah, a few spectators <laughs> might have uh got hurt. So what? And then he jumped back over to finish John- Conor McGregor out. You have to be furious. But think about somebody talking about your dad, your religion, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. Now people are like, I can't believe he did that. I'm like, this is the problem with people like Conor McGregor. Y'all want to... Talk mm-hmm. when it's y'all want to talk in all the wrong places, but now it's time to fight in the right place. Yeah, and you don't want to fight, you just want to talk, you just want to assault people, you just want to talk about their religion. Re- and like he said, Habib said in his press conference, 
you don't joke about religion. I'm sorry that y'all just want to talk about the fact that yeah. this is what I did, that I you know, made this big, violent mess, he said. But no one wants to talk about the fact that this whole thing was run off of mocking me, my people, and my religion. Mm-hmm. And xenophobia is a real thing. It is because it doesn't... It's, when it's people, global. Yeah, when people talk about Muslims, they're not even just... It's, it's, they're talking. They're being racist. Um, yeah. As well, the only religion I mock is the religion I grew up with. That's Christianity because mm-hmm. that's within. My, and it's so popular could, at this yeah. point that you yeah. can never hurt Christianity. Like you yeah. cannot. There's okay. The most people think is that you know Christian people can be a little bit like you know judgmental. But at the end of the day, and they're not wrong, but they still have the power over almost everything. Yeah, Christianity is like the white people of religion. Exactly. So it's like all over the world. So much that they even used it to enslave us, and we still go back and be like, Christianity is great. So it's like... xenophobia is a global thing Mm -hmm. and it is a problem and it affected him so conor mcgregor i'm happy you got your ass beat i'm happy that they didn't um strip habib of his uh title yes he had to pay a hefty ass fine yes he was suspended for four to six months but guess what the next clip was him sitting at home in his muslim robe (laughs) watching him whip ass i would love that that'd be great i'm like i i can afford it i'll pay it I'll pay whatever you need me to pay. But he's not being stripped of his title. So that's all that matters. I cannot. Sorry, I'm looking up to him because I want to see um, his birthday. But yeah, that is so. (laughs) Conor McGregor or. No, I think Conor McGregor is a Pisces. But, um, and let's just talk about Drake, Joe ass. Oh my God, Drake is a fucking dick eater. Like, when will y'all ever address that shit? Y'all be like, oh, he the goat, he the senator. Drake is a fucking dick eater. And if he was a nigga on the street, y'all would all grind him the fuck up. I, um, I couldn't believe my black ass eyes when I saw Drake trolloping about with the Irish flag on his back. Like, piping up Conor McGregor. I'm like, since when you even, like, I say this, oh, my God. Drake got one person, both girl and boy, from each sport that he's going to pipe up, okay? He's got one person, and they're going to be mainstream. He got, I mean, he picked Serena as his tennis player. Mm -hmm. He picked, um, like, some best girl basketball player that he's constantly talking about. Like, I'm just like, it's so annoying. And I really want Habib to come out and just headbutt the shit out of Drake for being at Joe. (laughs) Imagine if he did that. It would have been a terrible year. He should have, and Drake probably fucking um, shit his pants because when everybody started fighting, he probably said, Oh, I gotta go, gotta blast, guys. (laughs) Oh, I gotta get a donuts, huh? Anyway, um, so yeah, Conor McGregor's there. I'm a big fan of Habib. It was my first time hearing about him, but I, I don't know, maybe because I'm attracted to him. I don't yeah, know. Whatever. I'm gonna fucking lay on me and just take all my breath away. Oh I'm my gosh. Suffocate me. I, I just, I don't know. He's, suffocate me, Danny. I just, <laughs> excuse yourself, number one. Um, but no. I just hate when. <laughs> I get turned on by violence because it's like, what the oh, fuck? Oh, that's another thing. People saying, oh, why would he do that? Y'all are watching one of the most violent sports yeah. there is. And then you get mad when people fight outside of that ring. Like, you're already they watching just violence. They kicked What's each the... other in the fucking face for like two like, hours. Like, MMA is violent as fuck because there's no, like, boxing is like, like you can't kick and all that stuff like that. Once MMA... you can lift your feet up off the ground and kick a nigga in the jaw... And continue to or go. Or fucking choke them out with, with your, your fucking thigh. <laughs> with, your, with your fucking kneecaps. Like, uh-uh. I feel like 
MMA I'm like, is on some other shit. And then somebody was like, it's against the rules. I'm like, y'all really got a rule book? <laughs> Yo, you gonna sit here and tell me that it's against the rule to climb out the cage, whip somebody else's ass, and then some, climb back like, in. I like just, we just said, once you lift your fucking foot off the air, choke somebody out with your fucking thigh... <laughs> It's no fucking rules yeah. because that's crazy as fuck. They don't even do that in boxing. Like they literally can run around. And, and MMA each other. is a combination of correct me if I'm wrong is my tie fighting and boxing. I think that's what MMA <laughs> is. Sure. And in my tie, there is no fucking rules because me and my dad used to watch. I know it's weird. Me we used to watch <laughs> my tie fighting. No, I just, like you said, there's no rules. And also, I hate when people make me feel crazy. Like, okay, save all that energy for the fight. I saved all of my energy for the fight. I'm, I'm ready to fight everyone now, but now it's the wrong. The thing is, like that video of that little girl saying, you want to do all this, but you don't want to <laughs> post up. And that's a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people is a, just like this fuck, like that fucking bitch, Azalea Banks, now she's heard Alana Del Rey is having something, and this bitch talking about some should I I'm gonna should I sue Lana Del Rey for threatening me? You a fucking pussy. She's how a fuck a a, a fucking singer say you know the Eddie yeah. like post up a fucking singer is saying this and you don't want to post it because you a bitch ass person. Like I hate that is one of my biggest pet peeves is people that talk 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 but don't want to fucking post now, up. And somebody because what's the point? Punch, it's exactly what's the point? What's the point? You want to argue all day? Like I always say on the show, if somebody want to fight me for the things that I've said, fight me. And if I lose, I don't give a fuck. Like moving the thing, on. I'm moving on because I know what I said and I'm going to stand in my shit. Like I'm not going to be like, oh, should I sue you for something, ball? That's pussy. Like yeah. and y'll stand the only behind. Time I know this you. getting off topic, but we got plenty of time. Yeah, but we I'm like, doing good today. yeah, exactly. But I'm like, y'all want to stand behind this bitch? Like she's fucking pussy, and I would smack the shit out of her if I fucking saw her on Crip. Like I will re- really <laughs> fuck her up. The only thing, the only thing, only time I would sue somebody is if I wasn't doing anything to them and then they hurt me. Like, say oh, I was just sitting sure. here minding my business and then somebody threw a piece of glass at my face and it, it scratched my face. Like, oh, okay, yeah. bitch, now you're getting sued. Or if um, a white person, like, did something to me and just, like, sometimes I take pride in the fact that I could, like, it'd be funny to sue a white person yeah. for, like, being violent when they try to make us seem so violent. No, but sure. absolutely, no. If we both are arguing and we agree to fight, don't start talking that suing shit. It's really, really just like pointless. What you want to do? Argue on Twitter all day so that you be relevant? And this is not the first time this bitch has said, oh, should I sue somebody for that? Like, that's pussy. Like, it's nothing I hate more than a fucking pussy that don't want to post the fuck Yeah, because guess what? If you're a punk, I'd rather you take kind of like the Kevin Hart route and make fun of yourself for that. Like, Kevin Hart was always like, I am not going to fight, that I ain't that bitch, I ain't that person. And a lot of y'all need to do the same thing. Even Nicki Minaj was like, oh, I'm right here. Like, I'm not fighting. I can't, I don't fight. Yeah, if you're not and a look, fighter, then don't. At the end of the day, I respect her for being like, I'm not fighting. I don't do that. And I've really, really never known Nicki Minaj to talk about slapping a bitch. Like, if, yeah, if you really, no. really think about it, like, outside I of some rap shit, she yeah. never really... And I had to think about that. She never coined herself as a fighter. So stay in that lane and shut the fuck up. That's all. But do not be talking about people going all crazy, especially if you're an actual fighter, and then getting mad about it. And you know what else pissed me off about this Conor McGregor thing? He goes and says, we may have lost a fight, but we won the battle. How? What the fuck is the battle? You lost the fight in the battle, nigga. He didn't get stripped of his title. (laughs) What are you talking about? He got fined? 
I wish the fuck I could fight that style. I fight him, but I know I fucking would lose. <laughs> Yo, imagine talking all that's this That's the only nigga that I'm now, not I know I said. Now, that's the thing. I said that fight me if I talk shit about you, everybody except for fucking him. Do not. Because I know, like I said, I seen this nigga fucking lift his foot up, choke somebody with his thigh. I'm still talking about him. Yeah. Because I'm not scary, but I know my limits. And I know he can fight better than me because he's skilled. Clearly. But no. And um, he MMA. He kicked the shit out of me and my jaw. I'm like, no. MMA. It says, they don't even give a number. It says, I thought it was a mix of two types of fighting. It says various mixed styles. Various. When you use the word various, that's. Can be that's not even two. That's more than two. It could also just be street fighting too. So it could be Mortal Kombat influences. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll play him in Mortal Kombat. I could definitely do that. Or I will like be like, or I fight you, but I gotta be in my car and I hit the shit out. <laughs> you like, like, all right? He's like, you ready? You like, yeah. Like, you ask her. You like, all right? I fight you, but I got hit his gun. <laughs> <laughs> just slapping the shit out of him. No, I'm shooting him. I'm not giving him yeah. no opportunity to get a nigga disarm like that. Me. You gotta fucking. He look like him. he can disarm you. <laughs> Dude, like he just slapping real quick. Come on, man. man. You be like, come on, man. Get here, fuck you, man. Come on. You be like, did you just slap that out of my fucking hand with your foot? But <laughs> <laughs> but he no, that nigga on some. He be on some weird shit. Like he start like sucking the gun like it's like a dick or something. Yeah, yeah, you know. That. You know I love the way death. Yeah, you fuck, you fuck your gun, huh? Huh? AK-47. I'm fucking this gun. I'm fucking it. I'm giving it. I'm going to make it a fucking nut. But look, he he blow his own brains out and his head grow back. He went, huh? You like that? I'm like, oh, shit, no. I'm a help. (laughs) (laughs) You had to fuck help. (laughs) You know, hell no. more I could do, nigga. I'm sorry. You better like, bring it in. Bring it in. You think he hug you, he bite he bite your neck? You be like, wow, Tom's gonna die tonight. You know that video of that guy who's like, guard. <laughs> guard. Now, I'll fuck with police, but I'll call them fast as shit. You be like, yeah, officer. He uh shot his head off and it grew back. You like he's about five six. <laughs> you be like, but he's fast. <laughs> He's really strong. <laughs> but I picture myself like running to my car and he'd be like hitting on the windows and shit. Like, uh-uh. You be driving. I am talking shit today, but I do not want to fight tomorrow. Let that be clear. The thing is, yeah, he is exempt. I said, if I talk about anybody else on this thing, baby, except for him. No. Yeah, because he is too violent. Um, and Floyd Mayweather saying goes for him. No, I'll talk to, I will admit, I say it to my face. I'm like, yeah, I said what I said, but I'm not, you not going to hit me, period. Yeah. <laughs> I won't even say that. If I saw the nigga, I'm running. <laughs> Just in case he heard Black Girl Brunch. Oh my God. Imagine here. seeing him in like Whole Foods and be like, fuck. <laughs> you drop all your groceries and run fast and shit. <laughs> they be like, that'll be 20 steps. You better gotta go. <laughs> Gotta fucking split. <laughs> Gotta blast. 
uh-uh. I ain't giving this nigga no time to wrap his hands around, wrap them mitts around my neck. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> it seems like he put you, like, in a chokehold and your fucking head will pop off like a fucking he, Pez dispenser. He's like, oh, no, you don't. He's like, this is like called the necky. This is the necky. <laughs> Oh yeah, you like your necky necky. <laughs> no, if somebody, if somebody can fight and they talk like that, they have no fear because that shit no. is weird as fuck. And they <laughs> say whatever comes into mind at a flash. You know how you might have a, like thought like but I would hmm. never say necky out loud <laughs> with confidence. Like bitch shit for us sound real scary for him. Yeah. <laughs> he like you want to go nighty nighty and you blanky blanky. <laughs> you be frightened and shit. Oh, that nigga crazy oh, yeah. Except for him. We really took that. No, when I go home, I'll be scared of shit in my room. Just look at me. You gonna cut on fucking Arthur or some shit? You be Cause that nigga seems like he can fucking climb walls. You remember that um that old school movie that used to come on Disney Channel? It was like, don't be afraid of the dark. Oh, or don't something. look under the bed. Don't look under the bed. Remember that nigga was like coming from under the bed with them long ass nails? Like That's gonna that. be Conor McGregor. Well, jokes on you, motherfucker, because I got drawers under my bed. So I don't, and my shit on stilts too. My bed high as hell. There's nothing but space for somebody to lay up under there. <laughs> oh god. So yeah, fuck him, but don't want to fight him. Yeah, uh, true. Moving on to common senses. All right. So this week's common senses segment is based off of um, Tony Braxton's uh, family value slash. Uh, Iyanla fixed my life. That uh, bitch crossover. is always trying to get a crossover. Iyanla is so unhealthy with her advice, but she yeah. is so fucking funny. And <laughs> I just, Iyanla is somebody that as a kid, I would have hated. Like, Same. I would have hated that she was my teacher because I'm like, I know all the advice you're giving me is wrong. Like, I know you telling me not to be fast, even though, like, mm-hmm. all I did was wear a skirt is the wrong advice. But. And you get older and you be like, this woman is a fucking joke. How can you be mad at exactly. her? Like, she really thinks she's helpful. Because, like, when you younger, people like that, you be like, oh, this is law. Like, what they say is law. When you get older, you're like, the fuck? Yeah, so she sat down with the Braxtons, and obviously it was dramatic, and Tamar got yelled at by her mom. Tamar's always getting chumped by their mom. She is. Well, she the youngest. I know, but I feel like sometimes, like, Evelyn be a little bit too intense with her. Like, remember that time she showed, told Tamar to shut the hell up? Oh, yeah. I thought that was disrespectful, but... You know how black moms be. Uh, but anyway, Tony Braxton kind of revealed that she loves her family, but she did not like them. She said, I don't like my family. Everyone in my family. If we weren't family, we wouldn't be friends. Then she went on to say that when she has had to carry them for such a long time, she reminisced about when Babyface and I think who was it, L.A. Reid mm-hmm. kind of called them. They presented themselves as a group, but they only wanted Tony. So when Tony shared that with them, everyone started crying. So from the beginning, her first piece of good, good. news was something that had to be sad because her sisters didn't get it. And her mom were just like, you know, the devil's trying to come in and break up this family. Oh, and it was Tracy who told her, like, okay, we'll take this opportunity and just, like, bring us on later. And it's like, okay, 
I guess that's a little bit better, but she spent her whole career trying to include her sisters and bring them on mm-hmm. with her, with having the lupus, with having her own financial struggles, with having her own struggles with her relationship and mm-hmm. trying to even cope with the guilt of having an abortion, which she shared in her book. Like, mm-hmm. those were her own words, that she felt really guilty about that and later felt like her son's autism was punishment for mm-hmm. getting that abortion. All, I mean, who knows how I would feel. Yeah, if that was my story. But I just feel like, you know, that happens all too often where we are weighed down by our family. So this week mm-hmm. we want to kind of talk about, you know, being dragged down by family, um, being dragged down by friends. And it's a big problem with me, like a huge ass problem, because one, um, I keep, my mom had a stroke. So and I'm her oldest child and her husband is trash. So. I had to be the one to kind of like, you know, a lot of my youth has kind of been taken away from me because I can't do certain things without thinking about, oh, my God, like what's going to happen with my family? Mm -hmm. I can't. Sometimes I think about relocating, but then I'm like, all right, but my mom can't drive because her one side of her body is kind of paralyzed at this point. So if I leave, who going to help her? Mm -hmm. If I leave, how is my little brother's going to get help? You know, how if I leave... What's going to happen if my mom have a stroke again? Because for the past three years, every October, my mom has been hospitalized. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. worry for me. But I don't know when to when it's abandoning my family versus when I'm just taking some time to care for myself. Yeah. And just not only with that, just like I'm one of the responsible ones in my entire family. And with being one of the responsible ones comes a lot of pressure from people who are way older than you. And you're like, wait a second, why is this on me? Why is this on me? And I realized it's going to follow me for the rest of my life. Like, if my grandma needs to go food shopping, I got a big-ass family. But for some some reason, it's when oh, it's you. on my shoulders. Or, you know, my grandma just got a knee replacement. Okay, it's, it's, it's my business. Somebody gets stranded somewhere, Iman got the car. And I'm like, no, 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 no. 2018 is the year where I was just like, actually, it's been leading up for some time, but... I feel comfortable saying no with my chest. It's not mm-hmm. fair that all the pressure gets to be put on the person who has achieved the most because I didn't get, I haven't been given anything. Yep. I've worked for every single thing. So for people to be like, oh, well, since you have these things, it's only right that you care for everyone else. Wow, crime. Um, It's like, it's only right that you care for everyone else. That's not fair because... I worked too. Yeah, exactly. Y'all could have been doing the same shit I was Hello. doing this whole time. Everyone thinks that like I had it easy and I yeah. didn't. It's a shame because people always see like the end. Well, it's not even the end result. They just see like the product and they think like, oh, you did mm-hmm. it. Because like for me, people think that like, oh, you went to school in New York. Like your parents, like, you know, you have both your parents. So you got it made and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's not always the case. And also, how can my parents give me some when so y'all always asking my parents for something. Hello, hello. How can I ever reap that? But like when I was in school, I had I had no help. No, huh. well, you know. Yes, go on. I had no help in school, and I was like, okay, like nobody wanna like okay nothing. I didn't even have a trunk party. Cause yeah. my mom was like, "Listen, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be real with I'm you. Keep it real with you, chief. Ain't nobody gonna give me nothing." Yeah. My mom said that. Like, 
And I'm like, damn, that's fucked up. But I'm like, it's true. Yeah, nobody like all the money that. we spending for a trunk party, I might as well just get your shit. Yep, that's what she said. She was like, cause nobody, nobody gonna get. We don't got family like that. And I was like, damn, like that's true. Nobody. But as soon as something happened, like you know, my dad, that's the one. Cause like me being the only child, I don't really experience that. Even though if something does happen, it will be on me but for the most part for now since you know my parents are together like if something happened like my, they, yeah, yeah they'll take care of like you know each other and like I have had to help out with certain things like whatever I can like get like picking something up like when I'm out or whatever but it's not you know that bad and also it's expected for me because I'm like I'm the only child so mm-hmm. but like I see it so much and it's just like it just really, like, seeing, like, I know with, like, you and then, like, me seeing other, like, you know, family members and, like, my dad and stuff, seeing, like, some people just put all of their weight on them. I'm on like, another you don't member. feel bad? Like, do something, like, because for me, like, I was having, like, a tough time, like, my job and, like, you know, wasn't paying enough and, like, you know, my parents was helping me, but I felt bad and I'm like, you know, I'm, I was at work applying to jobs like crazy. And, like, I finally got something. I, since I, it's only, uh, it's going on, like, almost two months that I've been working a job. Since then, I have not asked my parents for nothing. I'm like, if y'all want something, like, I'll gladly help y'all, yeah, whatever. Yeah, like pay them back. Yeah, but I don't want to be, like, that burden. And I don't understand why people feel so free. Like, especially asking somebody that is a child of, like, the yeah. family. like. It's just, it's crazy how things have changed. And, you know, recently <coughs> my cousin Marky told me, like, you know, because we had a rough year as a family at the beginning of this year. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, trying to listen to him. He was, like, venting. And I was, like, you know, talking. And mm-hmm. he told me, he's like, Iman, you haven't had it easy. And, like, when he told me that, it, I kind of, like, stopped for a second. He was like, you haven't had it easy. Like, people, shit ain't no walk in the park for you. People think it's a walk in the park for you. It's really not. And, like, that really made me just feel so much better because a lot of people do not know how unstable a lot of things were Mm -hmm. for me because I continue to be successful. And sometimes I feel like my, um, like, I'm punished for being successful by having to, like, carry a weight, you know? And And that's just not fair. And I think another thing that it actually kind of makes me emotional is that I saw people that went, who were in a position to help me at one point, mm-hmm. and they just didn't do it. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> and I saw when I was in college, like, there were times when I was in college, and I would be getting, like, notes from, like, I know we all had to go through this, if yeah. you aren't rich, from financial aid. Just like, hey, by the way, sis, um, it's about two weeks into the semester. If if whatever FAST was doing, we don't give a fuck. We need Umpteen thousand dollars yep. by the end of today, or else you gotta leave school. Yep, I remember you almost got evicted. <sighs> I that and it for some reason my fast food kept kicking in late for like two semesters in a that row. That happened to me too. And I kept having to get these notices, and me being a kid, just see the word you will have to leave school. It yeah. just sent me into a frenzy. Yeah, and I couldn't go to anybody other than my parents. I couldn't yep. go to anybody other than them. Yeah, and like. It was a time in my family where certain people had, like, 
big lump sums of money mm-hmm. for whatever fucking case or whoever they scammed in. You would think they would say, oh, Iman, you the only bitch in college right now. You the mm-hmm. only one trying to do something. Here is $60, yo, go. No, nothing. And now I got a job where I can just support myself. Mm-hmm. Nothing fancy. Nothing fancy. People, broke people think that if you make enough money to pay your bills that you're rich. Yeah. That somehow means your whole little 60K is supposed to stretch out to the whole fucking family. No. That's shit money. That's shit money for real, for real. It's like, okay, maybe for somebody that's younger, Mm -hmm. but that's shit money for real, for real. Yeah. And you should have been able to double that in your lifetime if you were half as committed to working as you are to scheming other people. Exactly. And also, like, don't, because, like, for me, um, like, right now, like, I'm getting my credit together. As soon as I just got this job, I'm I'm already almost done paying the back payments on stuff that I already need to pay. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I don't want this to linger. I don't want it to depend yeah. on people. I'm like, I'm getting this shit, like, handled. Yeah. And I don't understand how people don't have that mentality. Like, yes, I'm buying stuff that I want. I'm trying to get this out of my system. So, um, you know, when I start, like, looking for places and all the stuff like that, I'm like, all right, this is what I'm focused on because I got the stuff that I want. Like, I got it out of my system. But I'm like, I don't understand how people don't think. They're like, I feel like so many people go around there like shrugging their shoulders and be like, oh, it'll be okay. Yeah. Somebody else will pick up the slack. Yep, Somebody because you know why it has to keep happening. And like I tell my family, especially my grandma, I'm like, stop saving these niggas. And then they'll learn to stand on their own two feet. Mm-hmm. You made it a bunch of weak people because you haven't held them accountable. And like, I'm, it's a real TMI moment, but I'm just so frustrated. And like at one, you know, we have a lot of people with opioid addictions in my family mm-hmm. and like right now my grandma has just had a major surgery i have to spoon feed her 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 oxys like i have to literally every morning for for the past you know few days i have to drop my grandma off four pills what she does with these four pills is she balls them up in a napkin she places them somewhere special and then she hides it so if you would see this you would think like oh that's just a bag of chips or oh that's just a bag of peanuts or oh that's just Arizona but then underneath it it's like some pills and I'm just tired of it it's just so embarrassing and I'm like I I just want to be like a strong person and I'm a very family oriented person and it's not as easy as just like oh fuck them niggas like you love them you still love your, your cousins and your uncles and stuff but it's just hard when no they just don't care about you for real, for real, mm-hmm. you know? And that's what it boils down to me. And I learned the big lesson earlier this year because, you know, as I shared before, and I'll probably talk about it a lot because it's very therapeutic, but my uncle passed away earlier this year. And before my uncle passed away, he, I mean, when he was alive and even when he was sick, he would always host events for people, you know? He would host events for people and he would have parties, he would have cookouts and when I was mad at someone, he would always tell me not to worry about it. Just come on, fight them anyway. You know, life's short, blah, blah, blah. When he passed away, he didn't have any insurance. And mm-hmm. I came forward. My mom, a few siblings came forward. My cousin, a few cousins came forward. But all them people who was sitting in his living room, who was kicking, who was cracking beers, who was doing all this, that, and the other, you would think they'd say, all right, let's take care of this. Let's band together. Let's not put all this on his grieving mother. Let's not put all this on his grieving children. Let's not put all this on his grieving sister. Let's help. No, 
they just go life. They sad for a little bit, but they go about business as usual. Yeah. And that will be the same thing that happened to me if I tired myself out mm-hmm. and I overextended myself for family, for friends, for these niggas, for yep. jobs. They gonna say, damn, and then they gonna keep moving with the rest of their fucking life. So if yep. that's not if you are being leaned on right now, that should be, you know. Some motivation to 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 wake up. If people are treating you disposable, act disposable. Throw yourself in the trash. Yeah, <laughs> get off their life. That's how I feel. Cause like I know I've had like some friends that like only want to come to me for emotional stuff, <gasps> and I can't depend on them for that. So I'm just like, mm, like I gotta you know reel it back in, and I'm like, you know what? Like I'm happy, even though I wish that like you know. I mean, I can't wait till my, like, PTO kick in. But I'm, like, <laughs> I'm happy that, like, I have a distraction and I'm just really focused on moving forward with stuff. So I don't have to, like, you know, I definitely have a good excuse, which is, like, it's not really excuses. It's true. I could be, like, mm, like you know, I'm not accessible. You get to step, get to step back and not yeah. be that friend that's available to everyone else. Yeah. Um, And even though I've been to like that, I do look back and think to myself, like, yes, I have people who don't care about my mental health. I have people who believe that my opportunities are theirs, but their opportunities are solely theirs. But I also have, um, even though my mom has had like a stroke or whatever, she cares about me so much. My dad cares about me so much. My grandma, she never forgets anything that I do for her. My friends are bomb and they really care about me. So I'm like, I just choose to put my energy there Mm -hmm. and give my all to people like that because... Some people don't have anyone in their life that they believe would risk it all for them. But Mm -hmm. I know that I have friends in my life who they'll do anything for me. So I'm like, that's just who I give my energy to from this point on. Yep. And I make peace with the fact that either I'm going to have both feet in and be dragged down with my family, who I love, or I'm going to step out and be like, you niggas figure it out yourself. Yeah, sometimes you got to be like that, and you got to love people from a distance. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. I used to I got this cousin. She from North Philly like me. She moved all the way out to, like, Upper Darby somewhere. When I was a kid, I'm like, why she move away from the family? <sighs> now that I'm older, I'm like, all right, where can I move where I can be <laughs> far enough away where niggas can't catch the bus to me easily, but close enough where in, like, 15 minutes, I can get to my mom if it's an emergency. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm tr- actively trying to work towards having some balance because it's not fair. Like, and I it, I really didn't realize how unfair it was until I started listening to other people my age talk about what they do on the weekends. Yeah. On the weekends, I'm like, oh, yeah, I took my grandma shopping. Um, I did this for my little brothers. Um, my mom needed this. Um, my dad needed, well, my dad is, my, my dad don't ask for much from me. He really don't. But then they like, oh, I didn't do anything this weekend. I went to Maniac, got drunk, played with my dog. And I'm like, I want to start living my life like that because I don't have any kids. <laughs> yeah. I don't have anybody to and worry you about. I'm live it up until you have. You know, exactly. Kids. I don't want to go from taking care of my family to taking care of my family. I feel like I will go insane. Yeah. Like, and I feel like a lot of people do. Also, just like check yourself because maybe you're saying to yourself, hmm, people don't lean on me. Are you leaning on someone else? Yeah. <laughs> because if you are, stand on your own two fucking feet. Yeah. Because people don't have time to take care of you. And also, like, always be thankful to people and be like, you know, I'm working on it and show them that you're working on. Yeah. Like, cutting yourself off from them. And make sure you are working on it, too. Yeah. Because, like, I have, oh my God, my little poor little brother is always talking to me about how hard he's working. I'm like, well, I see some opportunity where you could definitely work harder. 
Yeah. Like, just to let you know. And you can't bullshit people who are helping you because they know, like, listen, I've been there. I've done that. You need to get on your grind a little bit harder. Yeah. So, yeah, that felt good. Like Tony Braxton said, if y'all wasn't my family, <laughs> I would not hang around y'all. Real shit. <laughs> y'all tiring. But I love you. So, anyway, that about ends it for this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. Um, Be sure to hit us up at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions, follow us on Twitter at BLKGirlBrunch. Follow us on Instagram at blackgirlbrunch. And remember to like and review us on Apple Podcasts so that mm-hmm. other people can find us. Yes, yes, yes. So yes, that yes. these views can grow and, and so that we can grow. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Imamate and Sabria. Um, it's Frankenfem, and that's on Instagram and on Twitter, Frankenfem underscore. Yep, so that ends it for this week. We'll catch y'all next week. Have a good one. Bye. Peace.